0: I also think it's really, you know, I think hypnobirthing skills, if we really kind of look at them and anything around learning self-hypnosis, relaxation, and they're not the same thing, by the way, relaxation, they're just, they, they kind of happen together or they can be, but it's not the same thing. But learning how to manage thinking and language and all these things, they're life skills. They really are life skills because when I work with people with anxiety and we're shifting out of habituated patterns of thinking and, and worrying and catastrophizing. A lot of the same skills I'm teaching. I don't call it hypnobirthing and I don't mention birth. It's not relevant, but really, fundamentally, they're the same. Yeah. They're the same tools.
1: Hey there, birth nerd. You're listening to the Birth Worker podcast. My name is Kylie Banks and I am totally obsessed with birth and equally obsessed with business. And this is the show where I help women turn their passion for birth into a sustainable, profitable, and most importantly, impactful career. All right, let's get into it. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode, I am so excited to share it with you because it is a conversation I had with a woman named Claire. And I actually met Claire through a friend of mine from my business accountability pod. And if you don't have a business accountability pod that you are meeting every week to just chat business, it is something that I absolutely recommend that you set up. It's something that I also have all the students inside Birthworker Academy do at the very beginning of the program is put together this accountability pod so you can have people to hold you accountable week after week and they become the best friends you've ever had. It is like the most magical thing. In the world. So I met Claire through this man named Chris in this accountability pod that we go to every Friday. And Chris introduced me to Claire because he is a hypnotherapist, and he knows her because she is also a hypnotherapist, and he knew that I was in the birth industry, the birth community, and he said, I have this friend named Claire. She is a hypnotherapist, but she started through doing hypnobirthing, and so she was a hypnobirthing educator. And so Claire is coming on the podcast today to share her story, her journey of how her very first birth experience, in which she did not really prepare with hypnobirthing, but how that birth experience transformed her entire life. It made her dive headfirst into understanding hypnobirthing for her next birth so she could have a different and better experience. She went on to do that, to have a phenomenal second birth using the hypnobirthing techniques and I don't want to like ruin the entire thing because it's such a great story, but essentially what ends up happening is she becomes a hypnobirthing instructor and she falls in love with hypnotherapy and so with with hypnosis in general. And so she has now changed her practice and she went back to school and she's changed her entire life. Because of this very first birth experience she had, and she used that birth experience to create such a beautiful career first in the birth community as a hypnobirthing instructor, but she actually took that on with her. When her life changed and continued on, she took what she learned through her birth work, and she made it evolve into the most beautiful career ever. So I'm super excited for you to hear her story. She tells us everything, like I said, from A to Z, and she does not leave anything out. I swear by the end of this episode, I was like, oh my gosh, Claire, you have like almost convinced me to go back to school and become a hypnotherapist because it's just so, so cool. And we relate on so many levels. Now, if this is your very first time listening to the show, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here. We release new podcasts and blog episodes every Wednesday. Sometimes we talk about business. Sometimes we talk about birth. And today we are talking mostly actually about birth and about hypnobirthing and about hypnosis and about the mind. And it is, like I said, one of my favorite episodes. So I'm not going to keep you any longer. I really hope you enjoy. And I will see you right back here next week for another awesome
0: episode. So I um discovered hypnobirthing through my own personal experience. Mm. And I think for me, that's why I'm so passionate about working with mums, but also exploring the power of the mind, the power of hypnosis, because it's the route that I found for myself. Um, so I had a very challenging first birth experience that on reflection actually I did you know I was doing so well but there were certain things in the system which just threw me off and I was full of fear and I didn't have a clue what to do you know I didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. um and so although like I was actually you know told oh that was a textbook birth I felt terrible afterwards I felt exhausted I felt like I failed because I'd panicked at certain points and. So anyway when I came to um get pregnant the second time I was I went from being oh, I'm pregnant I'm really excited to absolute terror right absolute couldn't sleep couldn't eat like a stranger uh, who am I who the hell am I um and I remember seeing a consultant who was like oh I always felt like she like did this with her hands and just said you know or oh, just have a cesarean and I just remember thinking that's, it's not my body that's the problem, right? It's in here, it's in my mind. There's something that's not connected or I need to process or something. Um, But actually that meeting with the consultant pushed me towards like, what can I do to to work out this kind of fog of um, fear and anxiety about birth? And I discovered hypnobirthing. Um, I'd already heard about it before, but I just read a book and it was very superficial. And I, you know, it was kind of like, I just dipped into the book a few times. Um, and this time I made the commitment to myself, I'm going to embrace this, right? This, this is the route. I do trust my body because I gave birth the first time with just gas and air. You know, it wasn't the fact I couldn't give birth. It was just the fact I was unprepared I was fearful, I didn't feel in control, I didn't feel I had a voice, felt I was told to do things. And like the good girl, I passively said, all right, then I'll do it. Like, lie on your back, that type of thing. So what I found in hypnobirthing was suddenly I had not only a toolkit, but I suddenly realized, like really realized, like really experienced the power of the mind. That you know, this was not just a logical thing I was learning, that it was a massive shift in beliefs wow. and understanding and skills. And, and I just became completely converted <laughs> to this way of exploring the mind and loved it so much that I would I embraced it. And that's you know, something that I recommend anybody, whichever method or whatever somebody um explores in terms of preparing for birth it's always like just embrace it embrace it fully not just superficially like I did the first time yeah Um, make it a lifestyle change your life Yeah, Yeah. enjoy it you know and I really did I really did and I you know would have my kind of little rituals of you know my my MP3s and, and listening to downloads and going for walks, listening to and it became a part of my everyday absolute fear and feeling sick at the thought of giving birth again. Like I and really like I cannot face this. I can't even talk about it. Um to planning a home birth. Right. Mm. I, I plan not only planned a home birth, but I was very in my mind, and if I have to go to hospital, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I you know I had my bag ready by the door. Absolutely, I'm okay. If it happens like this, I'm okay. If I'm have, you know, if I I had all my preferences, and it was kind of this feeling of I'm okay, whatever happens. And and when I work with mums, that's what I want to bring. Like, you're okay, whatever happens. And here are some tools and some way of ways of learning about your mind, which means that this can be true for you. Mm. Whatever happens. Let's let's just embrace the possibilities. Um and so yeah, and I had the most wonderful birth of my daughter Charlotte, which without sounding too dramatic, was kind of life-changing because I remember feeling like this is a gift. I have to share this. This wow. is a gift. And I was in the corporate world at that point. And I was thinking, how do I leave the IT sector, leave the corporate world and do this, like share this, be in this. Um, and I discovered you know, I looked for hypnobirthing courses to, to learn to be a practitioner, but I also discovered active birth because that was an important part. I moved a lot during the home birth. I felt very free to kind of move around, change positions. And in the type of hypnobirthing I'd learned, there wasn't much emphasis on using gravity and moving in positions. And so that's one of the things I've now pulled into when I work, you know, let's talk about gravity as your friend in birthing at positions. And Feeling free to move and, you know, relaxing in any position that that feels right in the moment, you know, listen to your body. And so I explored and I trained in both active birth and hypnobirthing. Okay. Um, And then, you know, what happened next was I started teaching and it was like a six week relaxation for birth. It was a little bit like pregnancy yoga, active birth type movements. And Hypnobirthing ideas and tools, so it's all combined. It's lovely, really, really lovely to teach. But I also thought I want to go further, and I want to train to be a hypnotherapist Um, to really go right. Because I had a few experiences where we we'd had a few weeks of this lovely kind of bonding with baby and relaxation and breathing and all these lovely, lovely, lovely things, and most of the mums in the room were really chilled out by the end of the session, really relaxed, really happy, thinking, feeling more ready. And every so often there'd be one woman who'd be in tears. And she's like, I just can't connect with my baby. I just can't imagine it being okay. Mm. And I remember feeling like she's she's who I want to work with, right? I love this general stuff. I love all this. It's so lovely. But I want to work with the woman who's had a traumatic experience before or who just cannot get past the anxiety or the worries or the, the feeling I'm not capable or whatever it is that's upsetting her. And as I trained as a hypnotherapist um, and I trained in cognitive hypnotherapy, which is very like broad and and very about the tailoring to the each individual. um, I just thought there is, I want, you know, just kind of every time it just grew and expanded. Like I really want to understand this more deeply So I expanded from just working with or wanting to work with pregnancy. And now I work with men and women um, to help them recover from anxiety issues and low mood um, and build confidence and self-belief. And so, yeah, so it's been this real journey and it's all thanks to hypnobirthing. Yeah. All because of your first
1: birth experience. Yeah. Which is interesting because yeah. I think a lot of people look at their bad, quote unquote, birth experience or their yeah. negative birth experience. Yeah. And they're only focused on the bad things that came from it.
0: Exactly. Whereas
1: like your journey, that all came from that first birth experience. Yeah.
0: It's like a gift. You know, yeah. I would, my aim is I, I don't want anyone to go through that kind of birth. Mm-hmm. I want I want a mom to whatever route, whatever happens, I want her to feel ready to now focus on the next chap, this chapter with her baby mm-hmm. feeling the oxytocin flowing feeling good feeling ready to leave the birth and now focus on baby but actually that was a gift for me because yeah. it led me on a path that here I am right doing the kind of work that I love no longer in the corporate world which had you know had its moments it really did but um yeah it's been a real journey from that first birth experience Mm yeah when you were preparing for your second birth when you went
1: all in on the hypnobirthing techniques was that did you take a course yourself or were you just reading the book more every day?
0: No. So I absolutely, I knew that just reading a book was not going to be enough. Just okay. listening to a few downloads for me was not going to be enough. Yeah. I was, That's what most people do. And it's not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. <laughs> I mean, for some people, if they've got a lot of other things, other background in things, they've already got some skills in real emotional management or mm-hmm. they, they're very trained in a certain way in, in relaxation and... I don't know, maybe yoga or something that they've got a whole background in something else, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, there are some ways they can be fine. And I believe that actually we're all, you know, women, they already have what they need to give birth. They don't need to be taught how to give birth. They just need to trust and reconnect. And that's for me, what hypnobirthing offers is that reconnection with what, you know, the power that's already within us. Um. But, yeah, it's that thing of, uh, you know, it's that thing of kind of really um, exploring what we already have. Mm. Yeah. So you did a in-person class, probably, I'm guessing. So I joined a class and it was with my husband. Oh, and it typically you bring your partner. Yeah. So I, you know, I think there are some courses where you can bring a partner, some courses that you don't. Mm-hmm. And it was really important to me that he prepared as well, yeah. because I had the first, you know, the experience the first time of feeling like he was kind of the over the other side of the room. He had, didn't have a clue how to support me. He was doing his very best. I mean, it wasn't, but he had no idea either what was going on. And so it was really important to me that he was with me um, and that he understood this as well, because it's I needed I needed his support. And I think that's a key thing in hypnobirthing. You don't have to have your partner. Um, Sometimes, you know, some of the clients I work with, they they hire a doula as a birth partner. Um, But we need to feel supported. I mean, it's so important within birth that we feel safe and that things can happen in the environment. We're influenced by the environment. So having somebody that we can just look at and and feel the kind of safety from just that connection is so important. Mm-hmm. So we did the course. Um, there was some, a couple of dads in the course who were re- like, Oh, I'm not really buying this. Not really. Um, David was great. He really kind of bought into it. Um, and what was lovely for me is like, we, we prepared together for the second birth. I think I felt like we were in it together. Whereas the first time it was like kind of on me, you know, I was, I was the one getting ready. Um, whereas, you know, we really, yeah, he was on board with, you know, we were together in, in getting ready. And so that during Charlotte's birth, there was a moment where I, I mean, I was so peaceful and the midwives were in the kitchen I was in the lounge and I was moving around and sometimes I was just resting and and doing my kind of self-hypnosis and deep relaxation and all these lovely things. And there was a moment where, and now I know it was transition, but I, you know, I was kind of went from being in my zone to suddenly like I can't do this anymore right this uh, you know it's like the volume for me it was like the volume because I was quite comfortable I could feel the sensations I could feel the you know things progressing but I was okay I was kind of riding it I was with it it was happening um and I was on board with it and then suddenly it was like somebody turned up the volume really loud I was like whoa whoa what what the hell and so I remember that point just saying to David, I need you. And he just all he did, he didn't say very much, but he just said something like, just take yourself back to you know the relaxing place that I practice and practice. Um and then I was like, Shh, right. And I was back. i right. back. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Amazing. So I really that really made a difference for me. Really made a difference.
1: Yeah. You know what's uh, interesting, witnessing birth, when I look at the partners supporting the mom it really makes a huge difference because in that moment, I've witnessed births where the mom says, um, Hey, like I need help. And then the dad's trying to fix the dad's trying to, okay, well, well, do you want to go to the hospital? Should we get the anesthesiologist? And it's like, wait, no, no, no. Like that's not a fix. Like you can't
0: fix this. (laughs) No, there's nothing (laughs) to fix. Yeah. 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 And just knowing, I know a lot of dads, you know, really benefit, or, or the birth partner, really benefit from knowing and understanding what their role is. Mm-hmm. Understand that they re- have a really important role. It's really important. But most of the time they need to sit on their hands and not do very much, really? apart from be calm. Yeah. Because we have these mirror neurons where we're feeding off each other unconsciously all the time. And so we want the energy in the room to be supportive and calm. And so that's something with the in within hypnobirthing, you know, for the partner to learn how to calm themselves, to how to be in a calm state, to even if there's something that's happened in there, but oh, what's happening? Bring themselves back to calm. It makes such a difference because so much we don't we think it's all about spoken word, but we're picking up so much unconsciously all the time. And when a a woman is giving birth, she is really in need of the kind of energy around her that tells her unconsciously that you're okay and you're safe. I'm here. And so if nothing else, like this is what the birth partner is there for. Say, I'm here. You're okay. You lean on me if you need to, or I'm here to support you. So having um, David there within preparing was so important and it made such a difference during the labor. I also think it's really, you know, I think hypnobirthing skills, if we really kind of look at them and anything around learning self-hypnosis, relaxation, and they're not the same thing, by the way, relaxation, they're just, they, they kind of happen together or they can be, but it's not the same thing. But learning how to manage thinking and language and all these things, they're life skills. They really are life skills because when I work with people with anxiety and we're shifting out of habituated patterns of thinking and, and worrying and catastrophizing a lot of the same skills I'm teaching. I don't call it hypnobirthing and I don't mention birth, it's not relevant, but really fundamentally they're the same. Yeah. They're the same tools. About so you're
1: teaching people tools to do self-hypnosis yeah. so they can do these things on themselves when when you're not there.
0: That is so important. Yeah. I mean so important. I want to empower um, and with whether I'm working with, you know, a mum who's preparing for birth or where I'm working with someone else, it's not about me. Right. It's not about what me doing something to to them. Everything is about them realising that they're OK and that they have this amazing potential and capacity within them already. We're just tapping into it. We're just learning how to. To manage the mind, use the mind body connection, the body mind connection um and I think it's so important because i'm I'm not a doula, so I don't go into the birthing room with a mum um and so I want her to know that she can be okay wherever, whenever, whatever um, and that she has this she's 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 got everything she needs mm-hmm. that's really important, yeah. Do you
1: think it would benefit moms if they had a hypnobirthing instructor who was also their doula and who could come be I, there?
0: I think that'd be amazing. I have would been it? asked. I've been asked yeah. quite a few times. Have you? <laughs> and uh, you know, I I'm not trained or insured to, to to do that, and it's not the right time in my life to do that. Yeah. But it is something I definitely have thought about. But I think that's that'd be wonderful because they'd yeah. have it there. I mean, it can be helpful. I like, you know to to listen to recordings if and things during the, the labor, because mm-hmm. that's helpful. And even like just the familiarity of whoever you've worked with, that the voice becomes an anchor for calm and relaxation and becomes part of something that's very supportive. Um, I think having someone who they, who a uh, birthing mum can really trust, who, who knows how to stay in this calm state, it doesn't have to be a hypnotherapist or a hypnobirthing instructor it can be their partner or it can be a doula um and I yeah but it's it's certainly something that I want I want a birthing mum to absolutely trust herself Mm -hmm. she's got this on and and so it doesn't matter then if for some reason her partner's running late and isn't there or she's okay. She's all right. Or if something happens out of the blue and she's okay. She's got everything she needs. And so we might, you know, introduce certain things that she, she can take with her, whether it's a nice lavender smell, or. but they're not the essential things. They're the supportive extras. Everything is within her. Mm -hmm. And so the tools are a way of learning and trusting this got the tools themselves it's the way of really trusting it yeah
1: that's really fascinating and it to me it's almost like and once you quote unquote graduate you don't need the tools anymore because you've just embodied it yeah
0: yeah it's not we want to get out of the logical thinking it's not a logical thing yeah not do we're not trying to do Mm -hmm. do it Mm -hmm. We're, we're trusting it and therefore it happens we're letting it happen we're going into it so it's like, you know, we can't, if we try and relax, have you ever tried to relax? Yeah. It's like the opposite effect. Yeah, like Trying to sleep is the worst way of falling asleep because yeah. we're kind of holding on to something. We're logically trying to do something that's unconscious. Mm-hmm. And birth is an unconscious process. It's the most primitive part of our system that births the baby. We kind of have to get the logical thinking part of the brain offline and out of the way. Like mm-hmm. so that the birthing body can get on with what it knows perfectly how to do, um and so I think it's it's one of those things that you know really, really makes a difference to start to understand this, but not in a logical intellectual way. Mm-hmm. It has to be an embodied it's like the knowing when you really know something, you no longer really know how you know it, you just <laughs> it just happens. like opening your hand, like, yeah, like-
1: yeah. Yeah, Yeah. opening your hand, you just do it. It's, yeah. 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 So you don't have to logically think about it anymore.
0: Birth your baby, you don't have to logically think about it. Yeah. (laughs) But I think, you know, that, and and so the toolkit is really important, though, because we don't know what's going to happen. It's very Mm -hmm. uncertain. Our human brains, we don't like uncertainty, do we? Mm -hmm. So having a toolkit is like having a set of rituals or, or things like they can hold on to. Mm -hmm. if at any point there's a "Ah," moment of i don't know what i'm doing or or what's happening it's that idea of being able to it's okay to have a wobble it's okay to have a moment where you're kind of the adrenaline is starting to come into the system because you know and you've got all these different choices and and tools to bring yourself back to calm um and it could be as simple as uh, knowing how to breathe Mm -hmm. as simple as that and that's that's the ritual and you just but then we can go even further with the power of the imagination and visualization, mantras, affirmation, all, all these different things can come in. Um, we really I remember
1: fun. reading the book. I read the hypnobirthing book and uh, the color, the color visualizations I kind of clung on to actually, when I got time to, when I got to my birth, I didn't do a single thing, but I didn't need to, because I didn't need to find a tool. I, I was actually, it was, it was really amazing. And um, I yeah. didn't really hit that overwhelming part, yeah. but I had embodied that in my pregnancy. Exactly. And that's thing. Exactly. Right?
0: This is it. We, you know, these tools are there as a way of tuning in. They're mm-hmm. a way of trusting. It's like, if I'm going on a, a hike or an adventure, you know, I pack my bag just in case. And actually I probably don't need half that stuff,
1: Yeah.
0: but if I need it, I've got it. And then it's, I, I'm okay. And therefore I can, when I'm thinking about what's happening or what's coming ahead, I'm okay because I've got everything I need. And that's, that's the idea of having a toolkit. It's not that I have to use it all. Mm-hmm. It's just having the sense of everything you need mm. and the sense of choice. So I, I'm never into like, there's one tool and this is the tool. Cause you know what? We don't know. There might be on that day, as something else that really works
1: mm-hmm. or
0: really helps um so flexibility is really important, and it's something that I really you know bring into all the work I do is is about flexibility of mind and a, being able to adapt in the moment and a bit like a dance like you just move with the rhythm and the movement and the and the music it's not forced or fixed you know trying to fix something as you said before mm-hmm. it's it's going with it. Yeah. But there's a lot of skill that comes with yeah. letting go and going yeah. with it. Going with the flow isn't just something that we can all just do. Yeah. Because we have such a modern way of living that's so controlled and mm. scheduled and yeah, you know, and our life, very medicalized things that are very natural often get medicalized. So we have this kind of disconnect sometimes with what we can actually do. So going with the flow is a skill. It really yeah. is a skill that needs practice and and preparation in no way
1: yeah i never realized how similar just my teaching style and my lifestyle is to the hypnobirthing style um i never made that connection so it, it is really cool it's almost like we we're both hoping for that same outcome yeah. but just teaching it in a little different ways
0: yeah. yeah
1: but i'm i'm like really interested in taking a hypnobirthing course now yeah. just so i yeah. can learn some more skills to add to my tool bag as a doula
0: moms, exactly. yeah and what I love about that is the fact that we are also different, so having lots of different options different it's there's so much overlap there's so much overlap with all of these things, but it's each each person's going to connect with something that really suits them, so it's really good that there are lots of different types of birth preparation, yeah and I always say to you know, find the one that resonates most with you yeah um I think more and more with hypnobirthing, it's seen as a normal thing. And they kind of a it used to be seen a little bit like a hippie thing, I think, or a bit woo-woo. But I think that's that really has changed. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of hypnobirthing practitioners are very open to other, like a broader way of teaching and and bringing other things in and um and it's about staying up to date really with the latest knowledge that there is around positive birth uh, and mm-hmm. how how to help people to prepare yeah. in that way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you did the hypnobirth instructor training program. Yeah. Is that through like the hypnobirth company? Is it Mongan? Yeah.
0: yeah. So no, I I so it was the Marie Mongan method that I originally did when I was preparing okay. for my daughter's birth. Um but no I did um, a couple of different ones. Okay. from different schools and that's that's one of the changes actually that I've noticed because when I first learned about hypnobirthing was when I was pregnant with my my son and that was like near you know over 14 years ago there wasn't much choice there was there was only really the Marie Mongan method I think and in our in my area there was there were no and maybe there was one teacher mm. whereas now there are all sorts of different hypnobirthing schools there are online courses there are free things on youtube that people can access there are so many books i think it's amazing i think it's a wonderful thing the more we can kind of get the message out the better um so i think you know now it's like finding a school that or or a method that really resonates if somebody wants to be a hypnobirthing instructor It's like which type, because actually if you really look at all the hypnobirthing books or look at the structure of the course, they're all teaching the same principles. Mm -hmm. It just is a different flavour. Yeah. And we're all different in what we we like or what we connect to. Um, And I think, you know, if you are going to, if somebody is interested in becoming a hypnobirthing Mm -hmm. practitioner or teacher, it's about finding a method that's really open to all types of birth that's not fixed I think that's quite an out of date there is some maybe in the past some schools in the past that were kind of it's about vaginal spontaneous natural no men- medical anything and I think that's disempowering to have such a 100%. fix yeah, yeah. I so I but I don't know many now I, I haven't seen many now who, who get fixed on mm-hmm. that kind of idea That's a very kind of outdated, yeah.
1: Because when something goes sideways, it's like, well, guess I can't do my hypnobirthing stuff anymore. Exactly,
0: (laughs) exactly. And I think that maybe in the past was something that happened, Mm because you know there were things of you know what you know stories of moms who were like, well, I was okay until this point, and then my hypnobirthing went out the window. Yeah. For me, that means they haven't really understood the principles. Like, there's just tools. They've just learned some tools. Um, or, you know, I saw something recently was like hypnobirthing works for some mums but not others. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, how can that be? Because it's not a set thing. It's mindset and it's, you know, connecting with how the mind works. So it can work for anybody
1: Mm -hmm.
0: as long as it's kind of, um, taught or received in a way that connects to the individual. I think that's really important. Yeah, so we get away yeah. from this idea of it being a, a one thing that like you've got to get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so even in breathing, if I, so I do a lot of teaching different breathing techniques and I always say it's not the technique that matters. It's just a way of you learning and connecting with your breath and getting used to breathing in a certain way, in a certain rhythm so that you trust you can so that it's automatic that you, when you want to calm, you just breathe, just breathe. So the the technique itself is not the set thing. It's not the thing that's gonna. It's a way of learning. And so, if we use numbers to count in and count out, it's not the numbers that matter. It's the it's the letting go of the out breath more slowly than the in breath, and th- just learning a rhythm. Yeah, um, yeah, that's
1: interesting. Yeah, I think a lot of women who aren't quite there yet probably cling on to, oh, am I doing the right um, count of in breaths? Is it yeah. four? Is it
0: five? Is it seven? Yeah. Like, what is it? Yeah, but that's not, that's not the end goal. It's, no, it's, it's not. It's not the, what, you know, and I think that's so normal to have that reaction. And I certainly did myself because that's how we learn in school, right? Am I getting it right? <laughs> am I doing it right? Um, but what we want is to connect. So I always say to people, just breathe 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 but what we're learning is how to breathe well and how to use the breath as a body mind tool you know when we calm the breath we calm our entire nervous system and we then support the birth hormones so it's it's knowing how to support the birth hormones that matters Mm -hmm. not this particular technique or this many numbers or (laughs) and some people really don't connect with numbers. So forget the numbers, just use colors or use some of something else or just Mm -hmm. breathe in, breathe out. It it doesn't really matter. It's the concepts and the principles behind it that really matter.
1: So when you were teaching like the six week class, the hypnobirthing class, yes. that was more, uh, it was a group program and it was more general, but yeah. you felt like you couldn't really focus in on
0: like specific. No, people. no. And it was very scripted. Okay. And I, you know, that helped me. Yeah. Because, you know, it's very comfortable for me because I yeah. just had to read a script. Um, And I think. It's not about, you know, the way I work now, scripts aren't something. It's about, you know, really connecting in with someone. Mm -hmm. I think scripts are useful, um, but they can't in a group. You can't tailor a script to each individual. You know, Mm -hmm. there has to be the bringing in of that person, how they're thinking about it, what they need. Um, I think it's really lovely in a group like that. And what was lovely about it is that some of the ideas were very simple. And so there were simple structures and simple things to hold on to ideas to hold on to. I think the problem with sometimes if it's too, like, this is the way it is, then what happens to that woman who can't connect with that idea or who is really doubting herself or saying, I can't do it. It's not working for me. So although I loved, um, the simplicity of it and the fact that we go through this process and we relax and we do all these things, um, now it's, you know, I can still do groups, but very small groups, because there is this power in really tailoring it to what an individual needs. Mm-hmm. You know, what that makes me think of is
1: when you're going to, uh, I don't know if this is how it is in the UK, yeah. but sometimes you can go to like a hypnosis show where the hypnotist, you know, picks all these people, does their thing. And then is like, you're out, you're out, you're out. Yeah. like Yeah. And so that would be like the mom who needs a little bit of extra time or something more specific to get
0: there. Yeah. So in stage hypnosis, it's very much, they are very skilled, very different to hypnotherapy. It's very different to hypnobirthing, but what they're doing is like, who is going to really engage in this fully, right? Who's going to be a good person to entertain this crowd. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So they are spotting like who is responding fully and finding this easy to respond yeah it's not that the other people who we are made to sit down it's not that they can't but as you say they need a different style a different connection more time um they need it you know we all are very very different in how we process things um, so that's interesting that you yeah
1: and that's that's cool to hear that it's so different um yeah i'm curious when you became a hypnotherapist did it change your view of the hypnobirthing method?
0: Um, I think it enriched it. I think it awesome. enriched it. Yeah. I think I, I I loved it even more because I could see it from, you know, a wider perspective mm-hmm. of um, how to make it accessible for somebody who really doesn't believe in themselves or really just has this story going on in their mind that I I never relax, I can't relax or or something i'm not going to cope i can't do it whatever the story is um you know understanding how the mind works and how we process things and how we build up these inner narratives and we believe them as if they're true and knowing how to start to help shift somebody out of that and how to expand their perspective of what they can do and they start to experience different things and have a different perception in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so I think it made me more interested and and keen. And I think it's one of those things that, you know, it's helped me then be far more flexible in it's for me, hypnobirthing is not just a set of tools. It's not a script. It's not, you know, a set agenda in a way. I have a very clear framework, very clear ideas that I want to share. And I want the mom to understand because they're really helpful, but how we kind of weave it together will will depend on, on what really resonates and really connects. Um, So, yeah. And I think you just have this extra toolkit and extra understanding with somebody who's also trained as a hypnotherapist. Mm -hmm. So it's like a, a, deeper richer broader understanding of the mind and body mm-hmm. that comes with that yeah this is fascinating this is <laughs> like
1: I'm gonna go see what it takes to be a hypnotherapist in the states
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah
1: very cool because yeah I understand a lot of these concepts but I have a really hard time helping other people understand them I mm. um, I learned a lot of the concepts just from like really deep suffering on my own And Mm. I I hit a rock bottom and somehow a greater power or something just like instantly put them into my head. And I'm like, oh, wow, like I can do anything. The entire world is my perception. Like that person exists because I'm seeing them. So really like they're in my head and I can change things. And um, yeah, but it's hard to help other people understand that unless you understand a framework. And I'm guessing hypnobirthing instructor training Give you that first framework. Yeah. And then you understood it even deeper when you went into yeah. it. Yeah.
0: And I think, you know, there's some really good hypnobirthing training gives an instructor, a teacher of hypnobirthing, a really good way of facilitating that kind of knowing in somebody as a starting point, obviously, maybe sometimes if that mum needs extra, just having one kind of structure, isn't going to be enough. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think, you know, the best way to really help someone is not through logical, just information and just remembering that it has to be in the body. They have Mm -hmm. to feel it, have to experience it. And so just that teaching somebody how to relax, especially if they've had a belief that they can't, in itself can kind of open up so many other um, positive beliefs about how capable they are. Mm and then mapping over. So many mums that i worked with, like, you know, they're, they're business owners or they're team managers, or they've had all these different, really positive things in their life. You know, they want, run the marathon or so many things. But when it comes to birth and thinking about birth, they're kind of going into this very narrow view of themselves as if they can't do anything and they're not capable. And so one of the key things is is knowing how to map over and saying look you already have all these skills you're already doing all this stuff like what is it you need to map these over into your inner map or narrative for birthing mm-hmm. and just that again but it's not just a logical thing we're doing yeah. within that they have to connect within themselves mm-hmm. to to really trusting that they they are capable in that way mm-hmm. And the thing I love about the world of hypnotherapy is it's never ending. Like the learning. Yeah. Learning about the mind and psychology and neuroscience is, it's expansive. Wow. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because hypnobirthing,
1: yes, it's about birth, but like those skills, absolutely. They're life skills. Um, yeah so of course yeah. the the program you know is narrowed in on yes. birth but yeah. you could change the word birth for life and have all the same skills
0: exactly exactly they are so overlapping even you know so so one of the things with anxiety an anxiety pattern is the what if thing like what if this happens what if that happens oh no What? and the blah, 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 blah. before they know it they're in this spiral now we can all do that about anything can't we mm-hmm. um so learning how to manage the mind, when it's racing off into the worst case scenario, is a life skill that we can all benefit from. I think the thing about birth and the thing about pregnancy and birth is so, it's such an important um, experience and such a full experience that um, it's almost a, a great time to learn because I often find some of my most engaged clients are the pregnant clients. Cause this really, really matters for them. They are really fully committed. It's not just about them. It's about their baby, about their family. Um, so in a way that's great because it's like the more committed you are, the more willing you are to be open. Even if there's some at the beginning, sometimes they're skeptical, right? Sometimes they're like, yeah, sure. Is this going to work for me? I don't mind that. Cause I trust it can, mm-hmm. uh, but then because they are willing to embrace it, they start to discover things about themselves or they start to be able to reframe their own thinking or catch themselves before they fall in the, the anxiety trap of what ifing or shoulding. That's another one. I yeah. should do this, I should feel that. And then the guilt comes in and all those other things that are not useful for birth. Mm-hmm. Um, they're learning really quite, you know, powerful things for life. Yeah.
1: I think one of the things you said in this this talk that really stuck with me is that trying to be aware or trying to calm down or trying to be conscious is no. not how you become that way. No.
0: No. no. no, it's the it's the being, not the doing. Yeah. I think sometimes people are trying to do it, like doing what do I need to do? Yeah. And actually everything we're learning is about being, mm-hmm. being with it. Trusting mm-hmm. You know, how do we trust? How do we know we're trusting? It's a very subtle body experience, isn't it? We we don't try and trust, we just yeah. do. Mm-hmm. How do we know something? We just know it. It's within us. And that's that's what we want to connect to. That's what's important for this. I think
1: it, in my pregnancy, some one of my um, clients told me something. I was working in a different uh, industry. And one of my clients told me something that changed my world. And she said, she said, like, what's your biggest fear? I said, freaking out. I don't want to have a panic attack. I don't want to freak out during my birth. Yeah. And she goes, what, why don't you be okay with freaking out? Like you can freak out and be okay with freaking out. And it like created this second layer, you know, become the watcher.
0: Yeah. And I think
1: that's really fascinating because you can have a calm birth and still freak out. But that person watching it happen is calm on on the back end. And it's really cool when you can create those different layers and and be okay with not being okay.
0: Yeah. Well, often, you know, anxiety, uh, and panic and all these things is it's, there's something within how we're approaching or relating to it, which is that it's not okay, I must get rid of this feeling, I must stop this feeling, I shouldn't feel this feeling which creates more it feeds the Mm. feeling because what we focus on we feed right it amplifies in our experience it is our experience the more we focus on it and so one of the things i do more with anxiety but with you know pregnancy as well is like welcome you welcome the feeling which is so opposite to what we normally do which is right we try and stop we try and stop the feelings um and with thoughts we don't try and stop thoughts because that just feeds them yeah just kind of give space, have space, don't attach them that's mm-hmm. that's kind of a, a key thing but again, somebody needs to experience it. It's not a logical thing yes. to learn exactly and like you did, you experienced it, and therefore mm-hmm. you understood it from a different level of mind and in your body and not and that's just- why
1: just reading a book or reading yeah, even if you read the book a few times, you have to really put it to practice,
0: yeah. Yeah, it has to be in the body as well. Um, And, you know, we can gain a lot from reading, you know, knowledge is power, and we can gain a lot from reading, but it has to kind of open up then a curiosity and a willingness to really go into something, not just I've got loads of information now, that's it. Um, And there's so many examples of that where we think more information is going to, Help us feel better, and actually, it can have the opposite effect because it's, yeah. we're just giving ourselves more yeah. information. Birth it.
1: is such a good example of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I tell my clients as you're approaching your birth, you know, like into your third trimester, stop trying to like study. It's it's not studying for a test. Stop exactly. trying to cram all the knowledge in. Like it's time to yeah. just let go and start trusting. Work yeah. on the mindset part, not the no- not the knowledge, not the logical. Yeah. That
0: Yeah, exactly. I often say to my clients that, you know, stop Googling. Um, I'll be your filter. You know, if you really want or your midwife can be your filter, like, because that is they can go down a rabbit hole of just more and more and more information, which is often useless, mm-hmm. or not, it's just on top of what, uh, of what they already have, you know, it's, it's not adding anything mm. of
1: use. To that. Especially if it's yeah, fear-based googling. And
0: yeah, and we, you know, as human beings, we love a negative story. We love sharing. Yeah. We have a negative yeah. bias.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you just have to look at the dramas that are most popular. <laughs> They're all about the most negative yeah. human yeah. things. Aren't In the they?
1: news, yeah, yeah, absolutely,
0: yeah. So, okay.
1: I have one last question for you. Yeah, if someone is like, I just want to learn more about this do you have a favorite book or a favorite YouTube channel or just something somewhere that someone can go to start learning more?
0: Yeah. Well, I think there is a lot on you on YouTube. I think that's a great place to start.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There is a lot. And it's, and what's good about starting maybe with YouTube is there are different styles. So you can yeah. start to kind of connect. And there are, I know there are kind of hypnosis tracks or people talking about their own personal experience of hypnobirthing and, that can then open up to all, you know, that, what what resonates. Um, there are lots of really good books. And I often say I have a kind of a, and I can share this with you, you know, kind of a recommended reading list. Yeah, I love it. But what I say is like so personal. If I love a book, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're going to love the same book. You know, I mm-hmm. can just recommend it. But it's about, you know, they all say pretty much the same thing. They've mm-hmm. just got a different way maybe of approaching it or sharing it or you know exploring it so choose one that really connects whatever that is um so there are a couple that come to mind um one is a a uk um hypnotherapist who created mindful um, yeah mindful hypnobirthing and she has a book that one I like because it's very open and it's very like this is okay and this is okay and here's a you know this, yeah it's kind of in in line with how I like to teach, and I'm trying to think of others. But the Marie Mongan one has a lot of good stuff in it. It really does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there are quite a few, but just because one person really connects with a book doesn't mean another one. So it is about discovering what I most that. connects. Yeah. What's going to kind of open up and yeah. and help you know, embrace, embrace Mm -hmm. all the possibilities. And if
1: you don't connect with the book, don't think that you're not connecting with the hypnobirth method. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Put down the book and find another that you connect with. (laughs) Exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah, no, I, I had an experience, not so much with hypnobirthing, but I was looking at exploring some new things and the lady that was teaching it was very much into chakras and all this other stuff. And that didn't connect with me, but it doesn't mean that that's not great stuff. Yeah. And if that connects with somebody, then amazing. Mm-hmm. But it is finding like what really connects with you.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the episode today. I hope you had just as much fun as I had listening to Claire tell her story. If you are not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you hit subscribe. Next week, we are going to come back with a two part episode. Um, and we're going to be releasing two separate episodes um, next week and the week after all about Instagram and growing your Instagram following. And is it important to have an Instagram following as a birth doula? So we are going to jump into business next week. And so make sure you hit subscribe to the show. And if you have already left a rating and review, thank you so much. I appreciate that more than you know. And if you are new around here, whenever you rate and review the show, there's actually a link in the the show notes where you can click that link upload a a screenshot of your review and I will send you a little gift in the mail as a thank you. Because the best way that we can spread the love and reach more doulas and really make a greater impact is getting the show into the earbuds of more people. And the way I can do that is by reviews. So if you could leave a review, um, I would love to give you a gift back. So make sure you upload that screenshot. Uh, There's a link in the bio or just birthworker.com slash review. All right, everyone, I will see you right back here next week. I hope you have a wonderful
0: weekend.